What's good, y'all? What's the episode of Thoughts Pending Podcast? It's your host, Shaw Solo. This week, I'm greeted by a very special guest. Go ahead and announce yourself. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Anadelle Dane. Thanks for rocking with me today. All right, bet that. You want to tell the listeners about yourself a little bit? Yes. So, I make music. Um, I've been making music for a little while now. I'm still getting comfortable with calling myself a rapper because it's just so many different type of things that I've done. Um... But right now, I'm doing music. I'm working on a single right now. It's called Mobile. That's mm-hmm. going to come out next month. I'm trying to plan, like, a really crazy video for it. Because the concept behind it is, like, just a really upbeat, really fun, party vibe, straight through type of song. Right. I feel like it's been a minute since we had songs like that. Like, we've had hot songs, no lie, no lie. But, like, since the last time somebody came out and, like, started making noise, like, damn, who is this? That's the type of effect that I want to have, so... Right. I'm working on a track like that right now, leading up to a mixtape, but I ain't rushing that. That'll probably come out like January. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah, that's really all I got going on right now. Just focusing on the music. Okay, then. So, pendant thought of the week. Since you're so multifaceted, I know you do business. Yeah. You jumping back into the rap thing and yeah. all of that. Uh, which skill set would you say stands out the most for you? Uh, definitely branding. Really? Yeah. So I think my branding skill set overall. Is just like the strongest because so I started out let's see what I did first um, I had a skincare business back in 2018 and that was called G4L Cosmetics um, the girls loved it okay I did all the branding all the marketing for myself my aesthetic was like angels and the tagline was like crafted by angels for heaven on earth wow yeah <laughs> Um, I had, like, angel ambassadors that were basically, like, girls that I would send skincare products to, and you can watch them in real time, like, watch it change their skin. So, I would go, like, all out for anything that I did in business. I always would go all out for it on the branding. Like, let's be very consistent in the branding. Let's make sure we give them a whole feel. Let's create a lifestyle. And I think that stands out the most because whatever I have swapped into or ventured into, people have drawn to. And I think the most dynamic thing between or the most consistent thing is due to how I brand it. Wow. Yeah. Nah, that's deep. <laughs> so you still use that skincare? No, I don't. I okay. don't. So I stopped making it completely. Um, My products were not FDA approved. I don't play around with stuff like that. Yeah, I feel that. I don't think that businesses out here should play around with stuff like that. Like, if you know you're not moving proper or mm-hmm. the way that you should be, like, you shouldn't be doing it until you can. You can always just put it back in your pocket. And that was the good part about my business not being, like... So known or so up there yet. Like, yeah. if I take it away, nobody, like, I mean, they'll ask for it. It'll be a, a couple people to ask for it, but nobody's really going to miss it. I can pull it back out whenever. <laughs> oh, true that. Yeah. Nah, I'm about to ask, because, like, I see your skin kind of glows. Oh, thank so, you. Thank very you. Very welcome, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, what made you pivot back into music since you're so amazing with Brandon? Really, music is more so of a passion for mine. That's something that I feel like if I don't pursue or I don't do, I'm probably never going to be, like, truly happy. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's almost like a passion project, yeah. more so to speak. Yeah, but I've also, yeah, I think it's definitely fulfilling, but it's also, like, I think it could be a good career choice as well. Like, music for me is, like, it is fun, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like, I understand that it's a really good tool that can help me navigate into other venues that I want to go, like, a lot more seamlessly. And it all just depends on where I want to put that type of time. And for me, for business, it was, like, hard. Like, I have... I'm introvert and I'm like calm and I'm like to myself. But like when people get to know me or when I interact with people, I have a really big personality. I love to make people laugh. I love to have a good time. Like I don't come in the room loud, but if you speak to me, it's a party. Party, I get that. (laughs) I'm one of those types of people. And business, I didn't feel like it allowed me. I couldn't find a business that allowed me to 
be who I really wanted to be and like just not be so uptight and so rise and grind all the time like I don't want to live no life like that like I don't want to live no life like that when I don't dream about working 10 years down the line or saying I own this business and this business and this business like I want all my money low-key investments shit moving for me I don't really got to do shit but check on shit and make sure money keep flowing I see. Yeah, music gave me that. It gave me that that venue to do so. I can use photography. I can use branding in it. I can use copy in it. I can use everything, every skill that I have that I feel like I want to take it as many different lanes as I can. I can do that in music. So that's what really got me back into it. I see. So music is kind of like a vehicle, basically, to branch off into other ventures yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. I see that because, like, a lot. I think a lot of artists. Of course, I can't speak for nobody because I don't know. But like, you can look at like a Rihanna. You can look at like an ASAP Rocky mm-hmm. or somebody like. They drop music every once in a while, but for the most part, they're doing their fashion thing. I got the other byproducts they use, and they all got that from their star power music. So they leverage their star power, so to speak. So yeah. I see what you're saying with that. You can leverage your brand, yeah. you know, to some other thing you want to get into. Yeah, it's so. like an ultimate branding vehicle. Yeah. I feel like I'm pretty dope at branding, so. Yeah. I got skills at rapping, so I'm not <laughs> putting them together. <laughs> no, for sure. So since we're speaking into the music realm, uh... I was wondering, where do you see the landscape of music going for consumers at this point? Because, like, we spoke off camera. Well, off camera, off air, either way. Um, <laughs> spoke about how, like, now we're kind of, like, big into streaming and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know the splits for every, like, platform. But I know I think it might be Spotify or something like that. They think they only get, like, a sixth of a penny for yeah. a track. So, it's like the consumers are trying to support their favorite artists, but their favorite artists aren't really yeah. getting, seeing the dividends that they feel they deserve. So, I was wondering, what do you think, like, how do you think music is going to look? going forward for consumers since we're into like i guess renting music versus buying music yeah i feel like with that um i still have a whole lot to learn especially when it comes to like artist breakdowns and what they get in paid per streaming i know i'm gonna do like a lot of my stuff through united masters because it's just the app that i can put stuff on and they release it to all these different platforms and my payouts come from them and it's just like everything in one place because that's all i can do right now of course <laughs> until i learn more but I feel like with music being rented, um, again, this is where branding comes into play. Artists have to have something for their fans to connect with outside of music. Yeah. And if they're thinking, and outside of thinking about your fans, if you're thinking about yourself as an artist and if you're thinking about music as a business, which it really is, even though it's fun, it really is a business, you gotta be able to pivot from your music so that you're not solely relying on them streams to fill your pockets up. Solely relying on them streams would be insane. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. That would be insane. Because we're really literally pinching for pennies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're not going to really get back your investment, your ROI, yeah. until down none, the line. None at all. Yeah. But I, I heard of uh, United Master. That's a Steve Stout thing, correct? Yeah. yeah. Venture. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. They got two versions of it. One is free. One you can pay for. I started out on a free one just to see how, like... How consistent I'm gonna be with dropping songs because the free version you can drop one song every month. I'm dropping a song every month if I feel like I want to drop more than one song a month, then I'm gonna go ahead and upgrade. But the upgrades sound crazy, you know, they got good things like you can get placements going on, they got all types of things in there for artists. So it wow. seemed like a dope platform to just start with as I'm learning more about this venture, of course. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any like I guess mentors, or are you just doing this like all on your own? Pretty like much like everything else, I do yeah. everything all on my own. Yeah, I don't really have no mentors when it comes to music. Um, I'm not against a mentor when it comes to music, but mm-hmm. it's just like I don't really, it's nobody on a, a level that I can reach that I, I would let mentor me and I don't really have nobody that's in a level that I can't reach that I look up to that I would consider like oh I want to be like 
that type of artist because I, I want to have like my own break, my own mold, my own type of thing going. There's definitely artists I admire, women that do their thing, and I definitely look up to them because they have opened the door for me to be able what I'm about to do. But right. I don't look up to nobody. Like I see what you're saying. You don't <laughs> yeah. want to get boxed in, basically. So yeah, you just like nah. only one specific type of artist. Like you want to be multifaceted. Yeah, for I sure. I see what you're saying. For sure, because like yeah, I rap, but. I got a little bit of a singing voice. Like, I'm going to be deep about this shit. I'll take vocal lessons. I'll do whatever it is that I got to do to make sure that the music is of quality. Because that's what the most fun for me is. Dropping quality music. Dropping music that's like... Like, yeah, I could be a TikTok type artist if I wanted to. But it's no fun in that for me. Like, Right. There's no fun in that to construct a song that I already know people are going to fuck with. Because, I'm one, I'm not saying nothing. It's over a hot beat and I made a dance to it. Not against it. Get your bag how you get your bag. For get sure. your money how you get your money. But that's not the type of artist I want to be. So I got to be very particular about how I move. <laughs> yeah, not get very that. Particular. Especially to branch out, you got to be able to show people that you can handle all the things that you want to do. I want to sing. I want to do a little r and I want to do a little pop. Might want to do like a little rock sound. So I'd say more experimental, basically. Yeah, yeah. Especially starting out. Yeah. yeah. So do you have to have like a... Uh... A team in mind yet, or it's yeah. still premature to premature because I really just hop back into this right now. It's just like everything is just like slowly but surely coming together. The thing is, people hear me rap and they like, "You just start rapping," and it's like, "Yeah, I, I did just start rapping. I've been writing. I've been rapping for a long time. Like this is something I've been doing to myself that I only knew about for a really long time. I started writing. That's always been my best class." Throughout school. Really? <laughs> yeah, English. Wow. Always been the English girl. Math, mm, like English, yeah. Like I had a 14, I remember I got a 1450 on my SAT and I didn't know if it was good or not. Like, wow. Yeah, I didn't have like, my goal in high school was was just set to graduate high school. Like that's the type of family I had come from. So, yeah. SAT scores and going to college, none of that was really on my mind. So when I got a 1450, somebody asked me, they're like, how'd you do on the SAT test? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I got a 1450. <laughs> Wow. And when I got my score back, my it's because my English and my comprehension is just like, that's my strong point. So I've been writing my whole life. I started doing music on and off. Like I was started constructing songs around like 19. And then when I got a little bit older, I like hopped in the studio. But then I, I was like, I don't know what I want to do yet. So yeah. I, I put it back off. I understand. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good, I got another good question that I thought of. Would you be open to ghostwriting? I would Since definitely, you do definitely have a great pen. Sounds like that would definitely be open to ghostwriting. I really like music. Is just the instrument to be able to be happy about how I'm getting to where I want to be. Like for some people, they are genuinely happy to wake up and do business, and mm -hmm. they have that skill. But I wasn't genuinely happy to wake up and have to do business and like things of that sort. It just wasn't what I want to do. I got a lot that goes on in life. Like I work, I go to school, I'm a mom. Like <laughs> I got a lot that goes on. So. Whatever else I'm doing to make extra money, like for some people, they don't need that. But for me, I need it to be something I enjoy. I need it to be something I'm not going to like, oh my gosh, I got off work and now I got to do this. Like, no, nah, I, I lunch break throughout work, whatever. I'm chilling. I'm writing. I'm listening to beats. I'm doing me like, and it don't feel like work, but I still take it serious to the level of degree. Like this is still my business. Right. So it's really dope in that sense. And I just want to use it to be able to do other things. I'd definitely be down to ghostwrite for other people. But I think being an artist first, you got to show them that you can make, you know, you can make singles, you can make bops. And then after that, let me get a couple singles. Let me get a couple hits going out. Yeah. Damn sure. 
it's the low-key money for me. I will definitely tuck my hat and, like, ghostwrite real fast. Yeah, because I was yeah. thinking also, like, you can do, like, uh, commercial jingles and stuff like that. All Make, types of stuff. Yeah, and, of All course, uh, depending on how you, like, negotiate, you can just get, like, residuals versus just getting a check. Yeah. So that way, every time they air it, you're getting paid a percentage. So. Okay. Yeah, see? Do some research on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll be in contact for sure. Please. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> So here's a good question. Um, so do you think that it's fair to hold artists accountable for the images they do portray through their music since it's just art? Because art is always open to it's always open to interpretation. For example, like logo and the art that you have on your jacket, like it's just a woman. This yeah. could be a goddess or it could just be a regular woman. It's all about interpretation. Yes. But uh, the reason why I asked the question, because you know how, at least for rap music, every time something occurs or a crime occurs, like well, they're listening to this kind of music, that yeah. kind of music, and they portray this, or they saw a music video where someone was portraying that, so they feel like that influences the kids. Do you think it's fair? Or not just kids, adults too, because I'm pretty sure you know a lot of adults are just airheads, yeah. but that's another conversation. <laughs> but yeah, um, do you think it's fair to hold them to the standard of their music, or? Um, no, not really. Why you say that? I, the reason I feel that way is like, everybody play a part in what it is that go on in the world. Definitely. They in entertainment. <laughs> That's the part they <laughs> I really feel like it's that simple. I don't know why people get so worked up. I mean, definitely I understand it. These people know that they influence children. They influence culture. They influence a lot of things. But do they really or are they just a part of it? Like, there's so many other things that go into it. It's like the brands they partner with. That's a part of culture, too. All mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about stuff like that. They only talking about how... Other, basically, other people are saying they're children or they're being impressionable. That's not on the artist because you're impressionable. You still got to be able to separate it and know, like, this not real life. They're entertainers. That's the reason I don't look up to nobody. So ah. I don't think they should be held too accountable for it for the simple fact of, like, they're entertainers. And everything that they do, in a sense, any high up artist, at least, like, is for shock value. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. I just yeah. think some people don't really understand how to separate the two. Because, like, for example, there's a lot of, uh, what can I say, like, a lot of actors that do, specific, like, specific roles. Yeah. Like, you know, for example, like, yeah. Joe Pesci was a big-time gangster-esque uh, <laughs> actor during the 90s or whatever, doing yeah. a lot of mafioso-type movies. But you don't see him, like, well, he, I don't recall him being ridiculed for stuff like that. Maybe yeah. in that community, maybe they had an issue with it. But for me, it's like, separate the art from the artist. You have and, to. And then, of course, you got to, like, I mean, like, art imitates life at the end of the day. So if nobody talks about it, then... People probably wouldn't really be that aware. Of course, you can go off a headline on social media, but I feel like rap music is kind of like CNN of the culture (laughs) because it's like, you know, you don't know what's going on out here unless you're living it. And a lot of people aren't. I look at it as just entertainment because like me, like I was raising like the whole gangster rap run in the early 90s and then the 2000s with 50 and all them. But I've never (laughs) felt the need to try to catch a case or try to prove myself to nobody. I always thought that was ass backwards. It's just good music, good beats. So... Because I think that goes back into the parent as well, or whomever's raising the kid. If they are impressionable, that's why I have parental advisory, parental guidance on TVs. To let them know, like, hey, talk to your kids about this, yeah. or talk to your parents about this, you know? No, for sure. I think it's even more interesting because I'm actually a parent and an artist. Right. I'm still saying, like, nah, that's not one. <laughs> exactly. Like, my daughter knows she can't go get on YouTube and watch, like, no Cardi B videos. She knows she can't do stuff like that. She know I wouldn't allow it. I wouldn't sit up here and watch a WAP video with my daughter in the same room. No, none of that. Like, right. love Cardi B. Yeah. Love Cardi. But she knows she's not for the kids. She's not yeah. out here acting like she is for the kids and stuff like that. So, you can't be mad at her because your child 
because your child or you know because somebody else again goes back to you can't be that impressionable you still gotta have a lock on what it is that you want to do i think definitely separating the art from the artist is important too but it's also a touchy subject because sometimes the the artists themselves they get to wilding out yeah they get to wilding out so it was like do you still support their art so that one's a touchy subject i know mm. me i'm the type of person like i'm real deep on like oh you wilding out i'm just I ain't even gonna fuck yeah, it. Yeah, supporting the things you're doing. I just I can't even give it no energy. I, I'm not even I'm gonna staying. get into it on, oh, you're this type of person or that type of person, you know, you're gonna feel fucked up about it. This is somebody that you was fucking with, but. Yeah. On, on some code, like in my body, like I can't fuck with you no more. <laughs> nah, I feel that. Yeah. There's some artists out there, we don't have to go into names and all that, but it's just kind of no. like. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just like, okay, this is what you're into. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason. Like, okay, you want that? Yeah, life goes on. Like, There's plenty of thousands, millions of other people you can listen to. So it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I'm good. Not really. So. I think that goes back to like, you cannot be holding on to celebrities too much. I love like celebrity culture. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. It's the me being a rapper. Like, I, I yeah. have to benefit from celebrity culture. But I think my angle is going to be so different because my audience is going to be able to connect with me as a real person like my fans are going to know like everything that i attain in this lifetime of being a rapper is going to be because of y'all so i'm always fuck with y'all always make sure y'all good yeah. i ain't gonna speak on what route i'm gonna go too early but i'm definitely looking more so towards independent yeah just because like I don't be trying to be with none of that weird shit. And it seemed like every time somebody signs, shit get weird. We don't even got to go into detail about what type of weird shit. But we always yeah. know it's a left turn. It's something comes out in this shock value for the artists that you discovered just like two years ago. I see. Now that they signed a deal. So I ain't trying yeah. to get into all that. I understand. But sometimes, I, I, but you know what? I guess not to get detail into, but you yeah. got to kind of play the game. You yeah, know? in a sense. But if I was to find like a good deal, like I think A Boogie got a dope ass deal. Like I think that's a great deal. That's a that's an instrument. Like yeah, you get to leverage what it is that they bring into you, and you still get to reap the rewards of the work that you're doing for it. So, of course, something like that. Yeah. Of course, with more research, I ain't gonna say I'll never sign one. I'll never be one of those people to say what I'll never do because you always gotta learn more. Yeah, but definitely like leaning more towards the independent. So my fans is. Very important to me. Very, very important to me. I want to make sure they know that. Yeah, definitely. Do you think, I guess this is a hypothetical, but like, mm. do you think some artists really aren't that fond of their fan bases? Yeah. Because I kind of feel like that sometimes with some artists out here. Yeah. This is like, there's no way in hell, man. They never release any projects. They don't really put anything out there. They're not very, yeah. I mean, of course, I don't know nobody person, but they don't seem yeah. that personable, yeah. you know, for the most part. So it's just like, they're just getting them because they're getting the bread from them. So it's kind of like, No, I'm glad it. that you said that. Okay. We had an era of celebrity. And I think, like, this is literally why, like, I'm so into branding because I like to connect everything, like, psychologically. And that's all branding is, like, hmm. a psychological connect. Never thought about it like that. In a sense, it's just like, all right, um, this is supposed to be a rap interview, whatever. That's no, fine. But- <laughs> In a sense, like, all right, so when you market into somebody, you tell them if you buy this right now to improve your life, to break this instant, like, do it now. It's like a do it now type of sense. Branding is kind of like, you see something here, you see something there, you see something there. It's like to resonate in your mind. Mm-hmm. You see it more and more over time. You might not fuck with it. They cool with that. Branding is being cool with knowing that nobody going to fuck with you for a long time. But we're going to stay consistent. We're going to keep doing it. It's really just marketing over and over and over again. That's all branding is. But the branding portion comes in. They're going to connect with it psychologically one day. They're going to see it. They're going to think about your brand. They're going to decide to come and fuck with it. If you give them an entire experience from start to finish, you have a loyal customer. I see. It's not that simple, but it's just that simple. Because it could. It's the timeline could vary for how long it takes to build. It could take me two years to build a loyal fan base. And after two years of putting out music consistently... 
I might not ever have to drop shit again. Like, yeah, I see that. <laughs> you know, just depending on how consistent and how hard I go with it. But that's how branding is for me. That's psychological connect. I see. Yeah, so I always like to play around with that. Uh, the Y2K trend in fashion that's going on right now, mm-hmm. I think it's because of all the nostalgia. And psychologically, that was the best time that we had because we were living like normal lives, but it felt so real because we had celebrities that we felt so close to. They had shit like fan mail, meet and greets. They had, yeah, there was right. so much for your fans going on from celebrity that we missed that era. Like, I miss that era of celebrity always on concerts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Concerts all ages. Like, that era of celebrity was dope. So, like, that's kind of what I want to put back out into that. Like, not I'm above you, but, like, thank you for putting me on the level that you put me on. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be shit without your fans. Of course not. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be crazy to me. People get to a certain level and they forget, like, if everybody one day decides, we ain't fucking with you no more. That's it. That's it's a rap for you. You're right. Because <laughs> then the brands are going to start contacting you to collaborate with stuff. So. You can't do nothing for us now. They don't want to fuck with you no more. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like some families, I guess, get caught up in the limelight or the hype of themselves. You know, exactly. which, I mean, of course, there's nothing wrong with uh, being confident and shit. Always be confident. Got to, because that's the one people going to fuck with. You're not yeah. going to mess with, I'm an all right artist. You know, I'm doing decent. Like, no. I'm the, shit, I'm the Exactly. That's <laughs> how you got to roll with it. I'm the shit. Yeah. You but never you're, heard nobody like me. <laughs> exactly. That's how you got to move. Because if not, people ain't going to fuck with you. Then yeah. brands aren't either. Because I didn't know recently, I think Meek Mill has like a, a furniture line. Very random, right? But still, <laughs> it goes back to branding, as you said. Because <laughs> now he's branching into other stuff. So it's just interesting to see. Meek Mill's a funny character, me. I have he an is. emoji that I say looks like Meek Mill. Let me show you. I'm I gotta see man. this. But no, no, he is, man. It's interesting to see his progression as an artist from going to the old YouTube freestyles to where he's at now. Yeah, no, Meek Mill's dope as hell. That don't look like him. For sure. A little bit. <laughs> a tad bit, it does. It does look like him a little bit. <laughs> it's like one of his ad libs. Put it, it that way. Give, like a, a feeling or a face that he would make, even if it don't look just like him. Oh, man. So, uh, let's see. So, I guess to get out of music just a little bit and get more about your personality and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, can you think of a time where you instantly realized something just wasn't for you? It doesn't have to be a person. It, be, it could be whatever. Like, because I can think of one. Something that just wasn't for me. I don't Yeah, so or felt much. like it. Really? So much. I mean, I'm a real, like, spiritual person. Yeah. So, off the instant, there's a lot of stuff I, in life that I feel like isn't for me. On the business tip, one of them was MLM marketing. Like, I wasn't oh, with none of them. Man, listen. <laughs> we could have a whole podcast on that one. But, yeah, I understand. That shit crazy. Fuck yeah, because um, vampires. Man, <laughs> a lot of things wasn't for me. Um, on a personal personal tip though, like yeah, y'all some real shit. Like oh, okay. Um, so I have a daughter. So having jobs that like putting work or putting anything above my daughter, like that, I knew instantly like wasn't for me. Um, certain things that I do in life, I know it's gonna take a little bit longer because I put her first. I don't put her on the back burner as I should. All right, I was gonna say. You know, it's a lot, but. We live in a culture where you're supposed to make that type of sacrifice for their betterment in the future, and I feel that. But I feel like you can balance it all the way through, because really? you, you know, you put you sacrifice all this time to do X, Y, Z for your child. They feel like you ain't put that time in. Now it's a disconnect. Yeah. What you gonna do? A lot of times, parents might not even notice that disconnect because they think the way that they caring for them is so quality that there shouldn't be a disconnect. But you're not putting no time in. So I always made sure like. 
whatever job I got, whatever I do, like my daughter comes first and she's incorporated into it. So Wow. Yeah. That's major. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. That's like my whole world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew I knew working like just tirelessly like just a one job for the rest of my life, waiting on retirement. Telling my daughter, like, oh, no, I can't because mommy's too tired. Like, I knew that lifestyle. I knew struggling wasn't for me. We can put it that way. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Instantly. Personally, I know, like, struggling was not for me. Just everything that come with it. It don't build people up. It don't make people no happier. It just beat people down to a point. They don't even recognize themselves. I was going to say crazy resentment, yeah. if anything. Because yeah. they like, I burned all my time trying to get to this crazy point. Resentment. And I was like, now yeah. what I had to show for it. Yeah. I get the same. You definitely got to balance it all the way. I'll make sure you do what's important for you first. Like, make sure you do what's important for you first. I, I think if COVID showed people anything, it's like money matters, yeah, for sure. But in a sense, it don't matter. Because yeah. when it hit, all you wanted to make, all you wanted to do was be around your family and make sure that they were good, make sure that they were safe, and there was no dollar on that that could do that. Like it was based, like, do y'all have a virus or not? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like not do you have money or not? Do you have a virus or not? So. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That wasn't for me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that wasn't for me that I realized instantly. Um, you don't gotta be as deep as mine. Make yours funny. I can try to make mine funny. I'm trying to think of something. Mm. Ah, I, I guess the nightlife. Yeah. Period. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I had a blast in my go-go phase and all that <laughs> shit, but son, because you know, I got peers that still into it to this day, and we've yeah. been at it since we were like. Shit, probably 15, because you know the all-age go-go's, then you get older, 18 and over, John. So, like, from 15 to, well, I started going at 13. So, from 13 to 30, okay, yeah, you know I'm saying? From 13 to 30, it's like, I know this yeah. is it for me. Like, I'm good, son. There's just so much more I could be getting myself into. Nah, Not to knock anybody that still does it, but, yeah, because when I was of age, like, from 21 to 25, yeah, we hit 25, man, you will get more clubs and yeah. get more drinks and this and that and third. I'm like, all right, cool. Or even more women or whatever. It's like, yeah. that's At some cool. point... It's a little repetitive. Yeah, it gets real repetitive because it's like, all right, we're getting drunk, whatever. Then yeah. we're hungover. That's yeah. fine. Then, oh, we got to do brunch tomorrow. Nigga, it's three o'clock in the morning. You still trying to go back out? <laughs> like, You bruh. know what kill me? Y'all go to the club so much that you hear the same songs. Like, you know and you know the song coming on. <laughs> right. You can pretty much know DJ's whole set because, <laughs> goodness, college getting ready. It's another, like, sidebar, but, like, some of these DJs, young. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck to be doing. It's not yeah. they just get, like, a playlist from Spotify. And just run it. Run through it. Because I'm like, y'all don't do no, like, percu- percussions, none of that shit. Y'all don't, no like. Transitions, no no transitions. No transitions. The transitions be bad. And then it's just like, y'all don't do, y'all do recent music. Like, nothing wrong with recent, with new music. I love it, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, like, y'all don't have a 90s set. Y'all ain't got an 80s set. Y'all ain't got, like, different genres that y'all yeah, try to blend together. Like, it's like it's just all, like, a loud, I mean, like, a long SoundCloud mix. Like, come on, son. <laughs> the worst SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, mm. But that's a whole other conversation. But yeah. yeah I feel that. Okay, so I got a question for you. Definitely. You not with the nightlife no more. Definitely mm-hmm. get it. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be one of the, like, <laughs> one of the oddest rappers ever because I ain't wow. really with all that shit either. Interesting. But are you, are you anti-nightlife or will you pop out? Because oh. I'm a pop out kind of girl. Okay. I pop out. I definitely pop out. Okay. I okay. did. Last time I popped out was June. Yeah. Yeah, I still oh, pop. Yeah, I feel like you always got pop out. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, if it's for an event, like, if a yeah. friend, like, well, I'll give you a good example. One of my man's got his masters back in, like, 2015. Yeah. So he went to, uh, 
was it Parking 14th? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't really, right. to be honest, I wasn't that big of that, a fan of that spot, whatever, yeah. club, brunch, cool, but I went because that's the homie. Why yeah. not? You know, I pop up, stuff like that. I got yeah. a nice parking ticket later at night. That's neither here nor there. But yeah, you know, like, I'll pop out on occasion for sure. Yeah. The celebratory thing or every show I ain't seen in a minute, wah, 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 cool, man, we can do yeah. it. Why not? I'm sure they would do the same for me. Nah, you know. But yeah, I'll still pop out from time to time, but if you expect to see me on a constant basis, no, hell no. Can I do I that? just, I'm, I'm not entertaining that no more, young. I'm, no, it's not even fun like that. Yeah, and all that clothes are dying. It's done. Like, people don't <laughs> dance no more. The bar pretty much turned to the club. Everybody yeah. does the lounges. Yeah. I'm not too big on hookah. Shout out to those that are, but yeah. it ain't for me. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's, that's all these lounges and bars now, son. So it's like, nightlife is kind of a drain yeah. at this point. I mean, who knows? Maybe it might change into something else. But with COVID and people being so anti now, yeah. or being in the house, or just being anti anyway, yeah. I don't sure see the point of me going to a club and just hanging with strangers, staring at their phone all night. Who you, knows what the world gonna look like in the next two years? It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting because you know every time when something closes up, something else opens up. So that's a fact. Who knows? You know, because like. We were talking about all fair about like U Street and stuff. Like U yeah. Street's completely different. It's a big one eighty <laughs> than what it was before. And then a lot of places are shut down because of COVID. Yeah. You know? So it's just like ain't too much to really do. It's not. At least in this area. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a nationwide thing, because my friends from all over complain about the same stuff we were complaining about. Yeah. So but yeah, but for me, like I kinda knew early on like knife life really wasn't for for me too yeah. much. Not for that. That's a yeah. good one. Oh, thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> so here's another good question. Okay. Um do you think rekindling is worthwhile? Because I saw somebody say something about, like, when has rekindling benefited you? And I was thinking to myself, hmm, I guess depending on the scenario, it's beneficial. And in some situations, it's not. It's 50-50. <laughs> I'll say for me. You ain't got to answer it. But for me, it's just like, for example, like, I might run into some friends from high school I ain't seen in, like, since graduation. Yeah. And it's like, yo, we got a link. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. And as soon as y'all link up, within, like, 15 minutes, it's like, Damn, I remember why we don't hang out no more. Yeah. Because you want some bamboo shit. It's up know? in the air. I feel like rekindling is all right to a degree. Okay. To a degree. Um, And again, that depends on how you feel. Because at the same time, like, I feel like it'd be a lot of fake ass kumbaya shit going on that people try to remain cordial in the name of growth. Yeah. My, the growth is I'm not the same person no more. I don't really move with that crowd no more. If I don't fuck with you, it don't necessarily got to be no beef. Maybe it'd be, maybe it's the way I word it. Like, that's okay. maybe I shouldn't say, oh, I don't fuck with you. But, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. Like, I don't kick it with you. I don't fuck with you. I don't be with you. Like, we don't talk no nothing. Yeah. But it's no beef. It's just, I'm not at that point in my life no more. Rekindling to a point where it's like, we say hi when we see each other. Yeah. You know? Depends on what you did too. Cause I, I don't, I've been forgiven, but I don't believe in rekindling with people that have shown you that they don't fuck with you the same way that you fuck with them or that they'll cross you. Like don't ever forgive people for stuff like that. They knew what they were doing the first time. Ah, I was getting ready to say that. It's for, just that simple. Cause with me, it's like, I'll forgive on my end, yeah. but I won't forget. I, so that's how I am. So it's like, do you even want me to forgive you? Cause I'm going to keep bringing it up. I'm never going to forget it. I'm never <laughs> yeah. going to forget it. And I'm never, I'm never going to treat you the same. I'm never going to move the same with you. You're never going to get the same energy from me again. You'll still like the energy, but 
I won't be trusting with you. It'll be very generic and very general. The same kindness that I give to a stranger on the street is what I'm going to give you. So yeah. do you want me to forgive you or do you want me to hate you? At I least see. I actually feel something for you if I hate you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, I was going to think, I'm thinking too, like, I think it takes a lot of energy to, to hate or despise or hold yeah. against somebody. Because with me, it's like, all right, they did some fucked up shit. Life goes on. As long as we don't cross paths again, we're fine. That's how Not I to the point where I'm like going to put hands yeah. on, but it's like, we don't need to be around each other no more, man. Like, yeah. there's friendship, or it could be family too. It's like, what it was isn't what it is anymore, unfortunately, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like you said, you grow over time, and some things it's like, we don't need to try to force our hand with anything. No, not you know? at all. We was already cool at one point, but life goes on. Everybody goes on different paths in life, so Everybody it's like, goes on I'm good. I, but it's, it's definitely a better question for women, because you know women are famous for that. I feel like for men, it's yeah. different. When men rekindle, it's like, it's an actual rekindle. Like, whatever happened, mm-hmm. it's squashed now. Well, I don't know. I it depends. Know, it depends. I put, it's a case-by-case scenario. Because yeah, but... I can't speak for women either. Because some women be like, yeah, we cool now. Then in the very next week, this yeah. bitch. And I'm like, all yeah, right. But that's, women are so <laughs> used to that. They think that it's normal. I don't think that shit is normal. I don't think yeah. that shit is cool. Why would I want to be friends with somebody that every two weeks it's like a paycheck every two weeks i gotta worry about if this bitch is fucking with me or not yeah or if she being shady or what she posts on instagram or all of that yeah i don't i don't like friendships like that i don't deal in a mess like that yeah. all of my my close female friends like they all live in other states and i'm cool with that for now like yeah. i'm cool with that i, I don't get- believe in rekindling not for not for just the sake of rekindling they gotta be extremely beneficial Ah. On, both, on both ends yeah and not just on one end because if it's just on one end then it's just like you're still wasting energy exactly you know trying to drain somebody that already you know it's weird no nah, i agree with that because that's kind of where i'm at with it too though yeah. it's kind of like i'm not going to invest my time anymore because it's no i, don't, I think it's purposeless yeah you know so i leave just keep it pushing being, leave people where they at leave, leave people where they at for sure leave people where they at yeah they don't know. like it though they don't, but no. that's what, you know what I always say. People give me that it's between you and God. That's Above that's me, that. yeah, it's between you and God. I don't know about that, bro. Like, move on, man. Go talk to God. Exactly. Like, you know, you did some outlandish shit, and this is where we're at now. And going forward, this is how it's gonna be. Pass me the wine. Sure. Thank you so much. Um, uh, let's see. So, um, another kind of introspective question. Okay. Oof. Uh, who do you think in the past that amassed a big following prior to social media would be prevalent today? Yeah, I was waiting for this one. All right. I got like a little fake lineup. Okay. I'm interested now. So, obviously, Aaliyah. Aaliyah would have been the Kim Kardashian. Of you think so? The internet. Doesn't Kim Kardashian has the most followers on the internet, right? I guess it's just from Instagram. I can't speak on anything Okay, else. well, Instagram. Yeah. She, Aaliyah would have been the Kim Kardashian on Instagram. What makes you say that? It's been, what, 20 years since Aaliyah yep. passed? Yeah. Probably still one of the most relevant artists today. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, probably still one of the most relevant artists today. People keep her name alive. Like, super. Yeah. Super. And she didn't have that much workout. She had, like, a small, a very... It was a nice career, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a ten-year span of work that she put out. Yeah, ninety-four, ninety-seven, and two thousand and one. So you're right. That's like a really short career. Yet twenty years later, from three years, she was able to still maintain that. So I think back then, she would have been Instagram's sweetheart. Like she mm. probably would have been the only girl that's online with her ass not all the way out. Still, you know, she would have had like that Lori Harvey going on. She would have had Kim Kardashian's like following, but mm-hmm. she would have gave like that Lori Harvey type of sexy. I think that's somebody that embodies Aaliyah's energy real well, like uh, a effortless sexy. Yeah, so I think Aaliyah would have been 
like one of them, definitely one of them, um, Britney Spears. Oh, <laughs> that's no debate. I was like, no debate because I remember Spears. when she first came out, yeah, like vividly. Um, who else? I think Missy Elliott definitely. Mm. She would have had that shock factor on Instagram. Like, what the f- like, imagine I can't stand the rain on Instagram, she yeah, come out in a bubble, <laughs> yeah, it would have did numbers, no question. Um, Prince. Uh, Absolutely, and then my all-time favorite, Rick James. Imagine watching Yo. Rick James' story after he go out to the club. Slim. <laughs> that would be outlandish. I just watched his documentary too. That joint was great. Man. Yeah, he he's lived a life. He lived a life for sure. And I say that based off of like that clip of Rick James and the Dave Chappelle show to yeah. say that he didn't do it, and then to turn around and say that he did. Do it. <laughs> Hey man, he said cocaine was a hell of a drug, right? I, I would watch that man's story every weekend like girls, Rick James. <laughs> Young. Yeah. Social media back in the day, oh my gosh. That would have been like a time to that literally would have been a time to be alive. They yeah. had so much drama and scandal going on. We just don't know about it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of somebody like uh who had a strong following. Well, we talked about off air. Ted Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy. Would have definitely. Unfortunately, would have been that man. Yeah, he would have been that guy because they romanticize him now, mm-hmm. as we see on social media, whatever. And I'm like, this is a serial killer y'all kind of trying to hype weird. up, bro. That makes it no sense. Weird. And then with dating apps. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, he would have really he would have been on one. They still would have been slicing him up either way. Because just like a prime example is like, uh, was it the the uh, Boston bomber? Yeah. They put him on like the cover of, like the Life magazine. I was like. Y'all romanticizing a killer. That's weird. Like, that makes no sense to me. But, I mean, yeah. that's kind of... It's indoctrinated in this country. Yeah. Like, no. drama, money, power. Yep. All, they know like, what sells. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let me think of somebody else. Probably would have. Hmm. Oh, well... Damn, that's kind of too far back. Uh, Don't matter. I, I would say, obviously, Tupac, Biggie. Oh, my for gosh. Sure. Nah, yeah. That what about Landish? <laughs> The Instagram lives during the East Coast West. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, matter of fact, the Source Awards in 95. That's just that Stream crazy. It. Streaming that joint, Stream son. Yeah, man. That, that would have been crazy. Hilarious. That would have been wild as nah, fuck, bro. Those are two good ones. Yeah. That's still like, that's like, I feel like another Leah situation. Those are two really heightened, like, yeah. names that just aren't going to pass away. Michael Jackson probably would have had the weirdest Instagram ever. Think so? Yeah. When Neverland was open, it's just oh, he probably been slicing <laughs> shit. He probably been slicing shit. Nah, he probably would have like. Yeah, he, that like, was interesting though. Nah, think about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, let's see who else I could think of. Hmm, I was I would say probably like Jimi Hendrix. Or matter of fact, yeah. we can even take it to like the Panthers. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, see how they would have did it at that time if they would have like, posted like that. I feel like we were kind of more private back then. Yeah, for or, the most part. If social media came out during the time that the Black Panthers was around, it probably have a whole different narrative right now. Oh, you're right. You're right. I mean, actually. possibly. Not, possibly. That's plausible, But I though. feel like, you know, with that type of influence, it'd probably be like some social activist platform. Like, yeah. You know? Either that or they might have gotten taken down faster. Yeah. Because, like, they were based off better, like, misinformation about them for yeah. the most part. Plenty of documents to back that up. So when everybody talks about, like, fake news, I'm like... It's been here. Yeah. It's been here. It's always been here. Yeah. All right. That's a good statement. I got okay. a question for you. All for it. Any. I'm, are you a conspiracy theorist? Yeah. I'm a conspiracy theorist to not an extreme, but to a degree. Okay. If you could have any moment live stream, 
like back in the day or anything like recorded with a whole with a whole bunch of phones with a whole bunch of different angles to watch mm-hmm. what big moment in history would it be we're talking about just history in general history in general it could be any conspiracy theory mine so- is a conspiracy theory okay so what's yours i would i would love to have like everybody's phones out the moment that jfk got shot i was thinking that i'm obsessed with that really <laughs> that situation is just so wild it's wild i'm obsessed with that situation like very obsessed like i would just i I would really like just watch it on youtube and like rewind it and rewind it and be like "Mm, it doesn't look like he got hit by the bullet like that and just analyze the video i'm real big on conspiracy theories yeah so so have you ever seen those uh documentaries on like different decades because you probably like the 60s the 60s was great the 60s were great. I yeah, like the 60s sh- for fashion. But. Okay, understandable. I mean, everybody was dapper back then. It was so But bad. yeah, because like, I guess the fashion went through like that whole case. Like they said, he got murdered by like, quote unquote, a bar owner that actually hung around the mob. Yeah. And then the person that he ended up getting, I guess the original shooter or alleged shooter got killed on national TV. Yeah. And then the guy had cancer that yeah. killed him. And that's kind of like a dead end at that point. It's a bunch of crazy. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an event that I would like to see live streamed. Back in the day, it's so many. Man. <laughs> I can imagine just social media back. In I would have liked to have seen that time. I think it was in Los Angeles when Prince and Michael Jackson had, like ran to each other, something like that. And Prince <laughs> was performing in front of him and James Brown. Oh, that's alright. Or something like that. And that I think they got into like a little altercation. And I think either Prince threw a shoe at Michael Jackson or something like that. Like, who told this story originally? Ah, that's what's my what's that producer's story. name? They used to produce that uh, produced off the wall for Michael Jackson. Quincy Jones. I, Quincy Jones. He talked about it. Like, God, music trivia. Yeah, for sure. You really know your music stuff. Just a for bit. sure. But yeah, like I would like to see how that whole night would have went off. That would be yeah. interesting. Oh, I got another good one too. Yes. Since we already talked about them, the Soul Train Awards when Death Row and uh, Bad Boy met up. Yeah, that would be interesting that to see how that turned out. Crazy. Because everyone's like people's stories and stuff like that. Just like it just got out of hand. Yeah. Really, really fast. And all they were trying to do was get inside the venue, but yeah. you know they were out of town. So. I would definitely like to see how that would have turned out. Let me think. Another one. Shoot. I remember the 2000 elections. Yeah. That was crazy as shit. Crazy time. Like, that somehow they gradually lost votes and they got found inside of a pond. Wait, what? Remember, it was George Bush's brother had, uh, as a brother, I think a brother in Florida, Jeff Bush, whatever. Yeah, like some violence went missing. Cause between him and Al Gore back in 2000 for the election and shit. And you already know, since you want to do conspiracies, even though it's not conspiracies, it's kind of open secret, but like the Bush family's indoctrinated with, you know, the gov, the feds or whatever, federal government, because like their grandfather, something like that. So yeah, it was Daddy Bush in the 90s. Then George W. And then I think Jeff was like a senator or something like that in Florida. But mm-hmm. they had lost the ballots or whatever for Al Gore, <laughs> allegedly. And the next thing you know, Bush ends up winning. And then the rest is history. We see how it played out. So <laughs> I was interested to see how that shit worked out. I mean, we kind of saw a glimpse of it off the news. But we yeah. only got that one viewpoint from point of view of the news. Like somebody could have been driving around like, man, you see these ballots just chilling in the lake and shit. Just in a pond. Yeah. Like, like that's just random. Yeah. Especially for such a pivotal election that that was. Let my family have that type of power. Right? We could just... Throw ballots. I mean, hey, man, you know, when, <laughs> you, when you're deep in bed with them folks, you can kind of do what you want. Really you know, you then want. they kind of got immunity for the most part. Well, while they're in office, but, yeah. you know, money talks either way. George so. was a funny president. He was interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. It's also interesting to see how it kind of all, I guess, circles back because I guess people compare him to his successors. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
Bad is bad either way you yeah. want to put it. Like, it don't matter. Yeah, Life is no. just some slight shit. Like, bad is bad. Like, bad is bad. We went to war for 20 years. Yeah, no. Came back with nothing. Well, they came back with something, but yeah, yeah it's just interesting to see. Yeah. Because I guess, I remember like the, uh, what used to have when Bush was in office? Anti-war, actually. These are anti-war, like, uh, protests and shit like that. Then eventually it just transformed into, I guess, women's rights protests and shit like that once yeah. trump got in the office like every i think every president has like i guess their uh defining moment yeah. and i guess for bush it made everybody like i guess kind of turn and cheek was because of september 11th so that and then even push it back to bush not bush um clinton like clinton like i think it was the uh from what i was reading they were talking about they were trying to get him impeached because of the monica Lewinsky situation but mm-hmm. then the unabomber shit started off in 95 in oklahoma I still city don't understand that what unabomber like- no, the Monica Lewinsky situation. I still don't understand why he was impeached. Like that was nobody's business. Who told? Who told the news? Oh, Who I'll tell you why. So you can really jump into the conspiracy. Okay. So the day before that occurred, okay. uh, the CIA admitted to putting crack cocaine or whatever into to uh, fund the war in Contra in South America and oh, shit what like that. Snowfall is about exactly. It's Damn. a documentary about this called not documentary, it's a movie, probably doctor, but a movie called Kill the Messenger. Basically, okay. yeah, and it showed like somehow somebody got some documents showing like they was trying to push drugs basically to fund that war. John Singleton is a genius. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they said I, mean, was... I knew it was based on a true story, but I didn't know it was yeah. based on like Which right was... before Bill Clinton's impeachment. Yeah, because like, they said ahead, leave him alone. Yeah, because like, the very they said when the CIA him and his wife. Yeah, you can YouTube it because the CIA came out and had a whole like I think it was in Los Angeles somewhere they were talking about like they had somebody come out and talk about yeah we admit to doing this. Literally, like, a week or two later, that's when the Clinton situation came about. Of course, I was seven years old when that happened, yeah. so I didn't think about any of that shit. But yeah. <laughs> looking back in hindsight, I was like, yo, we're going to brush it under the rug because now we got this. So, Damn. yeah. Definitely. What's wrong with people? Why would you care more about Bill Clinton getting ahead than them shoving I mean, you? if all you got is these media outlets showing you that one thing, then yeah, what else are you going to think to know? All you yeah. know is what you're fed, right? Yeah, so that's they, they know what to feed us. Exactly. So, but yeah, young, like... Damn, that's, a, that's another <laughs> event I could think of top of my head. Those are the only ones I can think of. That was a great question, though. Yeah. Just to think, like, some of the wildest things that have happened in history, would they have even happened if we had social media? Nah, yeah, because niggas still be getting killed like shit in front yeah. of people. I don't know what's up with people pulling their phone out. Nah, I don't understand that shit either, young. I feel like I'm just so, like, set in a different timeline. Because a lot of things that are normal... Like, don't get me wrong, I'm attached as we see. My phone's right here. Like, yeah. I'm attached to my phone. I be on my phone a We lot. all are, to some degree. But in certain life situations, my first innate reaction is not to pull my phone out. Nah, I'm leaving. Before Especially if it's a life or death situation. I'm not pulling my phone out to record this. I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm This man is dying in front of me. I'm leaving. Why would I want to remember that? <laughs> Because you know what it is, though? It's attention, man. People yeah. want attention for any and everything. They want to go viral. It ain't worth it to me, son. And then do what? They're going viral. They don't make no money from it. You really can't. Shameless plug. And then the plug be some shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really a shameful plug. It's like, who recorded this wild shit? This nigga's terrible. So, yeah. That's going to be the title episode. <laughs> shameful plug. Because that shit... Like, some stuff I've seen recording, I'm like, yo, why? That's a good one. Yeah, like, that don't make no fucking sense to me, man. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> That's the world we live in, though. Nah, for sure. Yeah. What future say? It's an evil world. Is it an evil world we live in? It is, man, because that was going to be known for the most outlandish shit. And it's like, all right, your name's going to be forever attached to that. Yeah. So, your name's really all you got. Yeah. You know? Nah, for sure. That's one thing I take, like, very serious as an artist. That's kind of why I, like, stopped rapping, like, the first time around. Mm-hmm. 
because I was just not in a good space. Like the first time I started making music, I had got out of a bad relationship. This was just like two years ago. That's when I dropped my first project. Okay. Um, Dank it out. My second project, Dank Effect. That's what's coming up next. So I'm just doing like a little rollout, maybe a little trilogy. Like had that little first three type classic jumps, and then yeah, move on to a new sound. But we'll see. I got you. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, but when I started that, I had just got out of relationships. So I was like, man, fuck this nigga. This nigga playing with me. Like, he think I'm not a bad bitch. I'm finna hop in the studio and show him who I am. So right. I made that tape in like two days. So Damn. Yeah. I already had bars lined up. <laughs> Ready to go. Okay. But the production was some shit. That's okay. The <laughs> production was some shit. But I was cool with it because my bars was heavy enough for people to know, like, all right, she got room to grow. Like, the next time she dropped, it better be that. So yeah. now when I drop. It gotta be that. Like, I get that. It gotta be that. So I take everything a lot more seriously now, but I stopped making music because it was just a weird situation. Like, I ain't have the funds for it for real. You gotta pay for everything. You gotta pay the producer to lease the tracks or to buy them exclusive. You gotta get somebody to record you, mix and master it. You gotta get content created. Like, yeah. It's all out of pocket. I ain't have pockets for that yet. So niggas was always weird. Like, they just thought I would do weird shit for studio time. And it's like, bro, I got fucking bars. Stop playing with me. I feel like if you got fucked for studio time, it's because you can't rap. And I'm Ah, going to just leave it at that. As a female rapper, y'all can say what y'all got to say towards me. If you fucking for studio time, it's because you can't rap. (laughs) Yeah. Nah, it's because you it can't is. rap. Yeah. Because if he if you got bars and he really fucking with you, he just gonna put that money out because he know you gonna pop. I don't gotta fuck with studio time, bro. Somebody is gonna hear me and be like, "All right, fuck it, I'll fuck with you. I got an hour for you. Let's see what you could do." Right. That's really all I need. Give me an hour. I bet you I can make one to two songs. Like, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just put it down." But now that I'm coming back, like I'm in a way different position. Like I can support myself. I can support my dream, my career, and I'm not sitting around with my hand out or looking for nobody to help me with shit. I got. I made connections so I can have, like, makeup artists, nail tech, stylists. Whatever I need now is, like, more in play. So right. you definitely can't play about the integrity of your name and how you move because that's all you got. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Makes me think I need to take my craft a little bit more serious with podcast. I shit. mean, all in due time. 1% yeah. every day is 100% over 100 days. And I think wow. it should be more of that encouraged. Like, you know, just make small changes because... We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make certain things happen in a certain amount of time, but all right. I'm mm-hmm. like I said, I'm spiritual. I'm oh, not gonna get into the Bible at, or anything at all. But like when they talk about Eve biting the forbidden fruit, I feel like consciousness is a blessing. Maybe the one thing God didn't want us to have was a concept of time. Wow. Because, Hold up. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> We everything is supposed to be on God's timing, right? Correct. What is supposed to be for you. So if we consciousness, that's not a bad thing. We are conscious enough to still choose better things for ourselves. To uh, everything that we see about today, everything that we're doing right now is because of consciousness. This table, this glass, everything is because we have the conscious thought to create it. But time, I think, is what's against us because we feel like we don't have the time to do it. God can already say, "Yeah, now that's for you." I, I see that for you. It's, 10 years from now right what that's like it could be the snap of a finger for all we know what's the real concept of time if you just one percent every day eventually you're not even paying attention to it one day you get to 100 percent, and it's boom you complete you move on to the next thing but that concept of time make you feel hungry and make you feel like insatiable like you always got a desire and you always got to do this and do that when you have no concept of time people would i feel like be happier because they'd be moving on a no pun intended timeline, but right, <laughs> they be saying. moving on whatever whatever is best for them. They be moving on a flow as opposed to a timeline. I see that and makes 
you know. Wow. Now you're exactly right. That's, <laughs> I, that's happened to me plenty of times. I'm thinking like, yo, I got to get this right now. Right And now. I can't wait no longer. And it's like, okay, so I tried that route. And yeah. next thing you know, I lost it or yeah. wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And yeah. it's like, why am I rushing? It's not that serious. Yeah. Like, who am I trying to impress? Who am I trying to impress is all what it comes down to. Yeah. Who, who are you really trying to impress? If you're only trying to impress yourself, that means whenever you get it done, you get it done. Exactly. We got social media which kind of like speeds up the the concept of time because everything's it's, so instant you ain't lying boy so Check me like, all up i'm sorry nah, you, nah, i'm just a fine. rapper though i'm just a rapper <laughs> i'm not i'm no type of smart i'm just a rapper there's a lot of smart some philosophy there but not that's true though because you end up i'm like you'll uh unprovokedly compare yourself to other people unprovoked all the time it's yeah. like they ain't got this and that going on she got that going on literally what the fuck am i doing but it's like What's for you, what's for them may not be for you. you As know? an artist, I spend a lot, I'm trying to spend a lot more time, like, off of social media. Okay. Which is odd. People would think you want to spend more time on social media. Not just be consistent. As long as I'm posting what I need to, interacting and stuff like that, I'm good. But I try not to spend too much time on it. Because every time you refresh your timeline, it's, there it goes. It's time to start comparing. Here goes something that just lets you know that you ain't going hard enough. Even though you just finished something and you were satisfied with it a second ago. Right. Now you're not going hard enough. Damn. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's what happens to you, yeah, though. You start second-guessing yourself a lot. Yeah, and it's definitely. Like, definitely. And I think, all right, my last point. No, nah, it's okay. Last we, point, last point. Got, I'm going to leave the floor with this. Okay. Because you just mentioned this. So I feel like, you know, it's a real big difference between being humble and mm-hmm. being self-aware. So being humble is like, other. you don't ever tell yourself you need to be humble. That is always, I feel like, placed on you. Hmm. It's always like, you need to be humble. You need to humble yourself. Oh, you think you're so cute. Oh, you think you're so this. And it's like, why can't I? Why can't I? That's a that's a self-awareness. Why can't I? You could be self-aware. Self-aware is more so knowing that you go in and it's like, all right, I'm shitting on everybody in here. I don't got to tell them that. Ah, yeah, I see the saying. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, keep it to yourself. That's, people confuse that for being humble. That's being self-aware. I don't have to... And inflict nothing on nobody else. I can come into the room and just move and just cool it. Right. I can come into the room and be exactly who I am, but it's going to make people uncomfortable. That's when you get told to be humble. And you can be whoever it is that you want to be, but I'm a very self-aware type of person. So it's like, sometimes, yeah, I don't think there's nothing wrong. You don't got to, don't live a lifestyle where you you constantly dimming your light. But I know when to tone myself down out of of respect for how it can make other people feel and how to read the room and how to move and how to maneuver. Like being self-aware is always going to be being humble. Just be self-aware. You should never be humble. You should never, ever be humble. That's, they telling you to take what you can get when it's time to be humble, like. And I don't feel like that. You should always want the best of everything. That's real. Yeah. Nah, That's my last point for y'all, though. All right. Man. Well, damn. Nah, that was great, though. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Because it's like, you can always go as far as you see yourself going. So if you only see yourself getting to a certain point, then that's it. That's your cutoff. Yeah. And then, you, then, you know, again, back to second guessing. So, like, oh, that's all I want. That's all I'm going to get. And it's yeah. like, nah, you can do more. Nah, you can if definitely do you see do yourself more. doing more, you can do it. I think know? it was Henry Ford that said it. And it's probably like one of my favorite quotes. Like I think about this all the time that I, I'm doing anything like new and scary. Like hopping back into the music is not easy. It's scary. I've been doing business for a little while. Of course, like, oh, if I hadn't stopped doing music back then, then I'd be here. And like, you know, those thoughts pop into my head. I'm not like immune to none of that. But I don't let it stop me. Right. It can't. Like I think Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, both are true. And that's like the realest shit ever because it really is just like, Whatever belief that you, whatever thought you feed more into mm-hmm. is what's going to 
come. So it's like, nah, I'm gonna be a, a fucking a chart and rapper. I'm gonna be a popping ass bitch. Exactly. Or no, I don't know if I can. You can't. It's no room for doubt. No room for doubt. So don't be humble because it makes it gives you room to doubt yourself. Damn. Yeah. Nah, that's some wisdom. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I want to be a good influence type of rapper. <laughs> nah, for sure. I want to be a bad one. Like my music, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. It talk that shit. But that's yeah, my you music. Me a couple tracks. Yeah, yeah. I don't make music for your kids. Some tracks it will be for your kids, and you'll know because it'll be promoted in a kid friendly manner. Right. Most of my music is for not. I'm talking shit that kids is not doing. They shouldn't be doing. But I know that children gonna look up to me. I know they gonna see something. So when I'm, I'm, I want to make sure when I open my mouth, I'm saying something you right. know, worth the value. Nah, that's real. Yeah. So I guess as we wind this episode down, you got anything else you want to wrap up before we get up out of here? Nah, nah, that's it. Y'all, y'all could have just followed me on all social media platforms. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm not on YouTube yet. My ad name is Anadel Dank, A-N-A-D-E-L-D-A-N-K. You can follow me on SoundCloud. You can find me on Apple Music. I don't got no music on it yet, but you can just find me. <laughs> <laughs> My new single, Mobile, that's going to be dropping in October. I can't give y'all the date just now, but follow me on social media and, you know, stay posted with me. My blog is going to open up. That's going to be a way for my fans to connect with me about like my songwriting process and how I record and doing things as an independent artist just in case other people out there want to get into it. Wow. Yeah. I bet that. I'm going to uh, put everything in the description. You're yes. going to send me some links because you. you saw he got like a lot of links. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But uh, for me, y'all already know you can find me Shadow Solo on Twitter, Shadow Solo on Instagram, Thoughts Pending with no G on Twitter, Thoughts Pending Pod on Instagram. And y'all already know, this is all our time. Till next time, we are out. Peace.